Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney, say what? Um, I'm slightly breathless, Sam. Yeah, we well, are, we're, we're fresh off stage. We are, we're backstage. We're stage fresh. Yeah, well, I don't know if fresh is the right word. Well, no, I'm fucking I falling to pieces. a little bit. We're between the two shows here in London, we're at the... Uh, two North Down Two Comedy North Club. Down, near King's Cross Comedy Club, which is a lovely place. And we're doing two shows. We did one at seven, that's just ended. And we've got a little gap now, so we thought we'd knock out one of these bastards yeah. while we were waiting in the old... Cunters in the loop who can't be bothered to come out and see us live. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll fucking talk you through it, shall we? No, we won't. Fuck off. There's it more dates in November. 12 quid or something. You come and see us in November. Liverpool, Manchester, Bristol, mm. Cardiff, Brighton, Birmingham. Um, is there any more? Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah, now. Look through the responses we've had on social media to our shows so far. We have had one bit of criticism. And we're going to dedicate this entire episode. No, we're not. Nah, but I can't remember the name of the bloke. Um, Now, I offered to square it with him on the cobbles in Glasgow last night outside a vegan pub that we were drinking in. Uh, But he was a no-show. And remember, that's me not, that's me off the booze. Yeah, yeah. You know, and in Glasgow. That's me in Glasgow offering at someone out for basically just some mild and maybe justified criticism of our show. I don't know what I was thinking, but I'm back on home territory now. Just quickly though, Andy, last night Glasgow was fucking amazing. Yeah. One show. The the crowd were unreal, just like everyone had always said the Glasgow crowd would yeah. be. They were brilliant. They were so nice afterwards. We met a load of them. We end up having a drink with free hunters mm-hmm. in the pub around the corner now this is what's amazing to me we're always talking about different times right mm. last night i said to you at the airport this morning you and i had a drink in a vegan pub you, you didn't even have a drink you're, no you're, i had a non-alcohol beer or three non-alcohol beers in a vegan pub in Glasgow with a married lesbian couple. There it is. This it not, really happened. Not even in the wildest imaginings of Steven Spielberg and Philip K. Dick would this kind of a thing have ever taken place. Nope. This is 2019. People can talk about all the bad shit in the world like Trump and global warming and all the rest of it, right? And that's all true. But let's not overlook the fact that society has changed to the extent that you and I could enjoy Englishman. that. Englishmen. Englishmen in Scotland, a vegan pub in Glasgow, two lesbians, some non-alcohol beer. And a geezer. A geezer was a geezer, there too. A, a, a sort I don't of know what his sexuality was, but again, didn't matter. matter. Didn't matter. No. Didn't matter. Uh, anyway, shout out to them, because yeah. they were a nice company yeah. after the show, weren't they? So that was Glasgow. We, we did the last one in Glasgow, last episode in Glasgow, didn't we? We that did, was, yeah. I think we did we it before it, was, the was show. Was there anything to talk about in Manchester that we... 
Well, Manchester, we did, we Salford, Manchester. The Salford. Sorry, Salford. Jesus. The Salford. They, I don't know why there's a sensitivity about that, but there is. But anyway, the Salford crowd. Salford's got its own football team now. That's good. Yeah, they're in the, the League Two. But, all right. You know, well, if you're from Salford and you've got the ump that we said Manchester, fucking sue us. The point is, the audience there, some of whom might have been Salford natives, some of whom are definitely Manchester natives, were absolute knockout as well, weren't they? They were, especially the 9pm crowd. Fucking hell. Let's face it, shit-faced. They were shit-faced. A lot of them had been to the cricket at Old Trafford. It was brilliant. I mean... A drunk crowd is a wonderful thing. This We're is really what I'm looking learning. for a particularly drunk crowd at nine o'clock this evening, aren't we? Yeah, the, the crowd because tonight. They just, just put you in no, no offence if you were in the first crowd tonight in London. But you weren't we, drunk we had some good response, but I felt that they weren't drunk enough. But that's not there for it's Monday and it's seven o'clock, yeah. and we were packed out to capacity. There was even there was not even standing room left, and so fair play for coming along. But it would have been nice if you'd made the effort to get more pissed up, and that's from me a teetotaler. Yeah. Obviously, I was the drunkest in the room. You were, actually. You were, you, you were the most drunk in the room, and yeah. I doffed my cap to you for that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, what, what happened in Salford? We were, oh, we went to the fucking oh, National Football Museum, didn't we? Absolutely brilliant. If you have got any reason to be in Manchester over the next few weeks, there is a Roy of the Rovers exhibition at the National Football Museum, close to Victoria Station. We, it was, uh, I think it's in what's called the Northern Quarter, I believe. Is that the Northern Quarter? I think that might be on the cusp of the Northern Quarter. Yeah. That's the trendy bit. Yeah. Well, I we sacrificed our traditional nap to go to we that. We did. We didn't and sacrifice it, we cut it short. Yeah, we cut where well, we still managed to squeeze a nap in. We cut it down it from was fucking, 90 to about 50 minutes. It was well worth it. The fucking Roy Race exhibit, the Roy the Rose exhibition is amazing. And we learned so much about Roy's story. We thought we knew a lot about him. Yeah, we didn't. But know, there didn't was we? some certain fucking big... I mean, I don't know whether we're, you want to talk about it now, What we, the, some of the key well, things I, we discovered. I'll, I'll just touch upon, we realised that we, at some point in the future we need to do a deep dive into the uh, the, the 1986 incident where uh, a terrorist, what were they described as again? They rebel? were called uh, rebel fanatics. Rebel fanatics. In a fictional Middle Eastern country called, I think, Basran. Basran. And they uh, um, a car carrying explosives accidentally crashed into the Melchester Rovers team bus, which was on its way to play an exhibition match in yeah. a summer pre-season summer tour. Yeah. It blew the coach up. Yeah. And I think... Many, it many killed. Casualties. It killed the whole first team squad, <clears throat> other than maybe seven survivors, including Roy. Yeah. The cover is one of the most graphic and grotesque things I've ever seen on any cover of any publication. Yeah. <laughs> right? Unbelievable. There are bodies, like, this is no exaggeration, listeners. There are bodies strewn about on the cover of a children's comic in 1986, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but blood everywhere. And Roy is, is, they're all wearing their kit, weirdly. Roy is <laughs> fucked and he's staggering around in the fucking mad carnage. debris, the carnage <laughs> that's left. And he's literally counting bodies. <laughs> Am I going to get a team to get oh, on a Saturday? fucking hell. Oh my God! They're all dead. Fucking hell! I mean, I'm all right, which is great. <laughs> Thank I, God, I'm I all right. I most of the goals, so you know. I mean, I might be traumatized, I suppose, but I mean, you know, we, we've got a chance of getting a draw, hopefully. But nothing, nothing. A fucking hell. stiff drink won't sort out, right? But Jesus Christ, they're all dead. Duncan dead. <laughs> fucking Paco Diaz dead. And spoilers. All right. So anyway. <laughs> They're all... So basically, a load of them die, and then the next... That is the... Re- 
it's not a spoiler because most people know mm-hmm. that in the 80s, Melchester Rovers inexplicably signed two members of Spandau Ballet to play for them. And But if you don't know why, that's why. That's why. It's because the squad was de- depleted by this terrorist incident. And so Roy just had to literally call back to like the club fucking, you know, admin assistants back yeah. in Melchester and go, get anyone, get, anyone you rig, can get. Ring top of the pops. Now. round. Just fucking, I just get need fucking, bodies. Get bodies in Versailles. Get fucking Simon Bates for all I care. Or stick him in goal. <laughs> yeah, but he's a con. Did we not see an interview with the editor of the time who then mm. said, with hindsight, it was probably one of the most tasteless things we've ever done and was a bit too far? We should say here, yeah, right, if you're thinking, why are these couple of cunts talking so much about Roy Rovers and why'd they go to a Roy Rovers exhibition? Well, there doesn't need to be a reason for that. It's, obvious, it's self-evidently brilliant. But if you're one of these cunts who only listens to our free content... The reason that Melchester Rovers are on our mind is that if you're a member of the Iron Violence Society, which you should be, one of the things you get exclusively is an episode a week um, where we're doing a deep dive into the 1980s annual of Roy the Rovers. The deep dive we're doing is the early 80s. The incidents we're talking about take place in the mid 80s and we're going to cover that in future episodes. I I mean, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say it's all best stuff. Melchester Rovers, yeah. yeah. Some much. people have said yeah. that to me. Yeah, there you go. You know, original so, Stray Man told yeah, me yeah, that yeah. he thought it was the best well, thing we'd done. If and, you're not you know, signed up, you're missing out. And, he, and, and what better judge do you want than him? No, he's almost the heart and soul of this podcast. He, he pro- is provided the, the spirit. Yeah. He is he's the spirit of, of Top Flight Time Machine. So we did that, um, and then we went into a pub and watched the football. Met, uh, met some cancers. We, we, we went into a pub and we said, do you do food? And they said, no, we don't do food, but if you want to bring your own food in, no problem. This Bring is you have watched me over these days become fully converted mm-hmm. to a northern, northern ways. I that little touches like that to the northern experience yeah. are like big eye openers to me. Yeah. Right. And I bet I, I almost didn't want to come back. I don't blame you. When we were going through the countryside, I was pointing out places that I wanted to buy and live in, yeah, wasn't I? You were, yeah. You were going to hire a helicopter and fly over because obviously you've got London money. I got London money. I, over, I was up there. I'd be like, you're going to well, fly over Cheshire. Um, remember Mike Baldwin in Coronation Street? That's how I see myself when I move kind up of, north. Yeah, yeah. Because he was like the Cockney wide boy. But instead of a, a Knicker Factory, it's podcast. Yeah. yeah. Remember Mike Baldwin? If he'd stayed living in London, he would have been, been nothing. Nothing, right? Oh, what, fish, I, what I want to be is a big fish in a small pond. Exactly. It's perfect for me. Yep. I'll have helicopter. I'll have swimming pool. I'm going to open a diversified farm. Yeah. The lot. Because but, the, you know, and it's all because of the that people. Because that can be done. That can be done, you know, diversified farm. Anything's possible. Yeah. It's all because of the people. You go into a pub in London. First of all, every fucking pub in London serves food. Stupid food, mm. right? You go into this pub in Manchester and she seemed delighted to see us. The warmth I got is sort of better than the warmth I would get from my own relatives at family get-togethers. There you go. Well, that might not surprise you. But I go, you know... Was it was it possibly a power player, though? By her? Do, well, yeah, do Northerners not see a Londoner and just try to be exceptionally <laughs> extra friendly no, but to you, make them think... Actually, it was me, wasn't it? To make them hello, think... Hello, sweetheart, doing any grab, are you? Yeah, that's what you said. Oh, hello, love. Yeah. Got any cockles or mussels? Yeah, got any seafood on, have you? Right, got any eels? Got any eels no, back but, there? No, but you bring your own food in if you like. Yeah, go and get yourself a pound cake so round the corner. We, we went round to a... Uh, go and get yourself a pound cake and a nut pot. I got a 
a rap from a miserable cunt round the corner yeah. who we did, we did some digging on and it turned out he was actually quite popular in the <clears> local <throat> area yeah. so maybe again maybe it was just a reaction to me to you yeah probably was there was a few incidents where you, you said that there was a pattern emerging with me being ill treated by northerners did I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there was obviously the incident in the Polish store in Sunderland. Oh, yeah, yeah. She wasn't northern, yeah. she was Polish. Yeah. But then I had the incident... You at, don't have to be northern, it was just a, a general anti-London. Or right? just anti-Mace, anti-Delaney. Yeah. Uh, in Glasgow Airport, there was that battle axe with the luggage situation. Mm. Right? She wasn't yeah. very helpful. There's no need um, to that, though, because that wasn't we won't go pleasant. Into, we won't go into that incident. Glasgow was otherwise a wonderfully welcoming city, as but, was Salford, as was Sunderland. But, it's fucking great. The, the outcome is that you're sort of scratching at the door of the north, wanting so to much. be let in, and the, the, the overriding reaction from the northerners we is, don't want you. sorry, no room for you. Jalapeño. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. Have you ever had a Cockney in, uh, or a Londoner, I should say? Um, have you ever had them in Sunderland uh, as a permanent thing? No. Um, I remember I, <clears throat> I worked in the library in Sunderland for about six months, about 15 years ago, and we did have a Cockney in one day, but he was researching. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, got any books on cockles? He was researching bite left properties. Ah, the cunt. So he was on his way up to make a killing yeah. at the expense of the poor. Yeah, that's what Sunderland. I was thinking. I was thinking because I saw... What I can think of. When I got lost in Sunderland mm. and I walked through and I saw everything, I felt... Do you know who I felt like? George Orwell, The Road to Wigan Pit. Yeah. I thought, I could write about this. Down and, among the downtrodden yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. And I saw the yeah. scenes I saw, yeah. the people I met, the earthy... The bereavement centre. The bereavement centre. Outside the bereavement centre. Pe- people, on a, yeah, Saturday. so many people. And I said to them, excuse me, hmm. but why are you here? And they said, well, yeah, man, why do you think we're uh, someone's fucking dead, isn't there? Yeah. Me old man's died. That's the fourth death we've had in the family this month. Right. And I was like, that's awful. That's is really there any awful. way I can soothe you can, at all? Could you... Would you like some cash? May, may I write about you? I'm going to write a book about you people. I'll the bring te- your plight to the attention of the masses yes. and the London commentariat I shan't have of Islington. You, you need a voice. Yes. You need, and I can be that voice. I can be your conduit. Oh, you, you yes. know what? No, you know what? No. John Harris from the Guardian's up here every six weeks, man. Every fucking five thing. minutes going around with his little camera. 
And then <laughs> fucking Newsnight are up every other week wanting to know about Brexit and that because we're the Brexit capital. Well, we, we Just because the council got the result out first. Yeah. That's the only reason. Why are you fucking blaming us for the old thing? Fuck I didn't hell. even bother voting. I didn't know where the voting office was. I don't know what an EU is. I turned up at the bereavement centre by mistake. <laughs> Uh, we saw a good clip earlier from the 70s, um, yeah. it, which was a good example of this kind of news gathering, mm-hmm. this sort of journalism where, you know, London-centric media people go to the north to go, yeah. we're going to go out of our bubble and actually prove that we're proper journalists by getting the opinions uh, of the northern folk. We expect right? those opinions to be backwards, yeah. reactionary and highly offensive. Yeah, well, so that, here goes. That's what their editor tells yeah. them. Now, listen here. I want you to travel to the North Country. The where? The North Country. Simply go to King's Cross Station. They'll know where you mean. They'll issue you with a ticket. Here, here's a handkerchief. Put it over your mouth to stop the grind from being... Shake nobody's hand. When you are there, extract from them intolerance opinions. Ignorance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The slack-jawed ramblings of the idiotic and uneducated northern folk if you find yourself unable to understand what they're saying just simply stop the recording and move on to another (laughs) one Um, and so people get sent with that brief and we saw it and there was a woman she did have a sort of a mildly northern accent but you could tell she was the type who'd got out gone to a university down south and come back to patronise her own people at the very least she was doing that sort of posh northern TV accent that she taught herself to do yeah. Or, um, yeah. And it yeah. Was... Hello. My name, I am from the local news company. I'm something of a local celebrity. I've opened greengrocers though, so, you know. <laughs> but she red was. Tape and everything. She kept being disappointed with the answers because she was going around in 1977. Yeah, what it was about, have She we? was going around 1977 and she was going to people in Sunderland. Pardon me, can I ask you what your opinions are of homosexuals? <laughs> Right, and there's these sort of like people who, on the face of it, look like the kind of gormless, backward northern yeah. folk that she would have been briefed to get. And they go, yeah. What? Think of what? Love? Homosexuals. And he goes, Ah, no problem with me, yeah, like. It's they, to their own. You know, if that's what they like doing, that's up to them, like. And she's like, Oh. And she, she's a bit frustrated. <laughs> and then she goes, Are you sure? Do you know what I mean by homosexuals? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you know what homosexual means? It means it's gay boys. It's kind of farmyard animal. You may know them better as queers or shirtlifters. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean, like. Well, yeah, well, yeah, we come. Yeah. The best one is she goes up to she. She can tell she's thought. Well, that didn't work out. That was an older person. I'll go to a young a young yob, right? <laughs> so she goes up to a bloke who looks like a yob, as if he's on his way. Sorry, I'll have to be quick because I'm going to have a fight up the football, <laughs> and I don't want to be late because it's going to be a great cracking fight today right and he goes oh yes okay well I won't keep you long could you just briefly tell me what you think of the gay community yeah no problem quick answer no problem at all Pat and then she goes because she's pushing for it (laughs) yeah okay what would you say if your best friend was gay and he goes he is (laughs) and she and he goes and then he goes not with me like but he is gay and you can see in each interview she's pushing harder please can one of you can one of you please deliver my editor has insisted that I come back with stupid northern people something objectionable you all seem completely tolerant (laughs) this is 1980 you're open minded tolerant people this won't do this is not why the north exists (laughs) so we'll tweet that out and uh, you can follow it along yourself Mm. Um, what else have we been up to there was Salford 
and then we went on the train up to Glasgow, which was uh, first class again. Nice. Thanks wasp, to the canter Stephen. There was a wasp on the train. That was a good incident. Which we thought was going to uh, prove to be a problem, but yeah. then uh, wasps uh, on the a train. Middle-aged woman took a book and fucking whacked it. She was like Mr. Doors. Miyagi. I know you haven't seen Karate Kid, but. It was amazing because I I clocked the wasp and I thought oh here it goes yeah we've got our first class. well you you'd gone had you gone to the toilet or something when we first got on no you'd what are you trying somewhere. to say I was bottling it no, oh fat wasp no, oh I just got to go you, to the toilet no you actually gone somewhere you'd either gone looking for tea or you gone for yeah, piss gone for a little look and about there was there was me sat there and the couple who were sat opposite us at the table and the wasp came near us and he gets a copy of L magazine and starts fucking swatting the wasp yeah. at me. Yeah, he was well, panicked. He, he had no technique, he was flapping, he was a fool. And I thought, mess. we've got a big problem here, right? The, the wasp is trapped, he probably didn't want to be trapped, he probably just nipped on for a lookabout at uh, Manchester, and now he's fucking trapped. Unless he was on his way to visit relatives. And, yeah, maybe, somewhere. but if he was, I, he would have certainly just settled somewhere, but this wasp yeah. was going about. Got a book out or something. Yeah, he yeah. was fucking... He's go- he was ca- He was causing trouble. He, I don't know whether he'd been drinking or what. And I thought, right, we are fucked. This is a three-hour train journey, and this wasp is going mental. It's kill us all. Fair play to him. He was in first class, like us. It's a high-class wasp. <laughs> yeah. He took a look around like, hey, fuck that. It's fucking rampacked up there. <laughs> I'm, I'm heading up first class. And if the fucking ticket inspector's got an issue with it, I'll tell her where to fuck... I'll, I'll, I'll fucking sting the bitch. <laughs> So he's flying around, I thought, we're fucked. This is going to be three hours of torment and fear, (laughs) right? And then this fucking really, like, boring-looking middle-aged woman, Mm -hmm. just like like Mr. Miyagi, without barely looking, she snapped. It was like lightning. I didn't see her hand. Bang! Dead. Yeah, gone. And we were like, fucking out. And then she looked all embarrassed and shy. Like, she... Maybe she... And then she crushed it under her shoes to make sure... And muttered, and muttered, have that cunt. Yeah. TTFN dickhead. And a round of applause broke yeah, out. Yeah, we did, we did actually courage. applaud the woman. Yeah. So that was a good bit. That was it a good was. bit of our journey to it Glasgow. Was. So the tour is almost at an end. We are in, um, obviously we've got another short doing about 20 minutes here in London, two yeah. north down. Tomorrow night we are at Leicester Square Theatre in London. There's still a few tickets left mm. if you want to come along. Uh, reviews have been, you know, way above our expectations. The reviews have genuinely been amazing. The response we've had has been amazing. You've done this sort of stuff before with Bob on the Mince Tour, so, you know, you were... Uh, I mean, I'm not saying you were expecting this sort of response, but you've seen it before. You've, you've had it. You've been, you've been a part of it. Yeah. I was genuinely bowled over by people, the way people, even when we came on stage on some of these shows... The way the audience, the cunters were reacting yeah. to it, the way they got involved, it was like Brosmania. the way they generated. I knew, do you know what? I knew what it felt like to be a member of Brother Beyond in the year 1987. Very briefly, yeah. And I never thought that's how I'd, I'd ever fit, no taste what Brother Beyond levels yeah. of fandom was like. We but that's how I felt. And here we are. So, Although yeah. I must stress, no one has offered to have sex with me. Um, no, I, that's a bit of a shame. Still, there's tomorrow night. There's Leicester Square yeah. Theatre. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see. Someone yeah. touched my ass downstairs on my way out. Oh, really? You know when we ran out of this show just now at seven, yeah. we got a few claps on the back. Yeah. Not as amazing as Manchester and Glasgow, where high every fives. fucker high fives. It was like Jerry Springer us. coming off. It was the like Jerry Springer there. Here, obviously, people seem more reserved in London. But a pat but on the arse. We, we got a lot arse. of pats on the back, and then someone patted my ass. And I turned back round, it was a geezer, fair enough. 
Yeah, well, you know, we were drinking with lesbians last night, so yeah, anything I goes. mean, we got gays coming out of our ears. Yeah, we have had our minds open to so many new experiences, lifestyle choices. This is what happens when you go on tour, and I embrace it. I embrace it's, modern it's, Britain. It's only going to make this podcast go from strength to strength. Yeah. So thank you. So we've got to go now because we've got a show to do. Uh, yeah, if you're in London, come along tomorrow night, Leicester Square Theatre, yeah, seven pm. We're on. Um, it's going to be it's the be, biggest it's show. The last There's show nearly 300 people going to be there. Yeah, and we'll be at our peak because we'll you know these other shows have effectively been rehearsals. We're going to go fucking I'm bananas drink tomorrow from lunchtime. night. You're going to have... I want you to do what's called a Casper Delaney. Who, by the way, is going to be in the audience. So that's oh. an extra incentive for anyone to come down. Cass is coming. He'll do meet and greet afterwards. He's never listened to an episode of the show. He's really angry when he hears people talking about it because he knows that he's talked about on the mm-hmm. show. So he's coming along. He's coming along with the attitude of, let's see what all this fucking yeah. shit's okay, about. Impress me, you cunt. So if, if you want to meet him, he'll be there. Approach him. Right, but... Gently. Andy, I give you the Castellani challenge, which is, can you have had 20 drinks before we go on stage? <laughs> 20 drinks, a Casper Delaney it's called. It's I'll 20 do it. drinks. I'll do it. Yay! So come for that. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. TTFN. TTFN, bye. Being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.